Good morning, everyone, and happy Monday. I hope you guys got ahead this past weekend, did some work while everyone else is relaxing. Today is episode eight of the Andrew Cause podcast. For those of you that aren't aware, most podcasts get thrown in the trash can before they even hit episode seven. So we just smashed that one little statistic, and we're going to keep it going strong. So thank you guys so much for watching, all your support, all your comments, and all of your really good um, Instagram DMs that you guys are sending me. Thank you guys so much. Today, the episode is going to be all about part two of the podcast, part two of the series that we started called The College Entrepreneur and why it's the best time to start. This episode is all about the extra dimension to a college education and why practicing business and entrepreneurship is a dimension, an extra dimension to a business education that most of your peers aren't going to get. Just think about it. At whatever university you're at right now, you're going to have thousands and thousands of graduates with the exact same business degree. Just think about that. Everyone is coming out with the exact same classes, same professors, same education, same books read. All of you guys are coming out the same. So how do you separate your peers? How do you separate yourself from your peers so that you could do something different, something special? Because if you think about it really realistically, if a business degree is what you need to be successful or what you think is needed to be successful, wouldn't every single person graduating from all the top entrepreneurship schools be millionaires and successful founders and billionaire startups? It's not the case. The way that you separate yourself from everyone is what you do outside of what you learn in school. So the more that you learn outside of the curriculum, that's really what sets you apart. That's really what gives you that extra notch that others won't have. Who do you think has a richer business education, a common business grad or someone with four or three years of entrepreneurship experience, regardless of if it's successful or failed. You really don't have that much to lose. So if you really want to separate yourself from everyone and you really want to be an anomaly, it really matters what you do outside of the classroom. In addition to that point, I really think that knowledge not applied doesn't sink in. For example, on my desk, I have a investment financial book from Tony Robbins. If you read that book and you never practice anything that you read, you're probably going to forget it. Um, One of my emphasis was international finance and you would learn how to calculate mortgages. You would learn different financial tools, how to calculate a whole bunch of stuff. And if you don't use it, you don't remember. I don't remember how to calculate a mortgage right now, but there's, if you go to google.com, there's a mortgage calculator right there that will spit something out for you within two seconds. You really want to put into your memory bank things that matter. Knowing that cramming techniques that most of us use isn't of, of much use in the business world. Focus on things that aren't Googleable. I would say that was a big thing. But in, in regards to knowledge not being applied, if you learn something in your entrepreneurship class, if you learn something in your marketing class and you immediately, you have a business, you can immediately implement what you're learning and see the validity of it. And then that knowledge actually sinks in because you used it, you applied it. 
Everything in learning comes down to that. If you apply it, it sinks in. If you just cram for a test, spit it out, and then completely forget about it and go drinking again, you're, that knowledge isn't sinking in. So the stuff that you learn will sink in better if you have a startup going. And then another point that needs to be made on the material being taught in classes is you witness firsthand what they're preaching is true, untrue, or outdated. So if you're in it, if you're into social media marketing and they give you a tactic, you go use it and then you see, oh, they're really right on this. I'm so glad that I both learned and used it immediately. Or you'll be like, that's just not true. There's tons of stuff in business school because in business... You take this, um, you take kind of like business 101 courses your sophomore and junior year where everyone takes it, the intro to finance, you take accounting, business law. Um, everyone takes the same kind of a little bit of everything in business. And there's a lot of stuff that they're covering that I just knew was not true. And in addition to that, specifically with marketing, you're going to realize that a textbook that you're buying written in 2015 and it's 2019 is going to be quite outdated. They're going to be talking about inception of Instagram marketing, or maybe they don't even talk about it at all. So there's a lot of things that are going to be covered in the classroom that are completely outdated. And you being in the game and understanding that, you kind of are able to think more critically about what is being told to you instead of just taking it at face value and then even forgetting it by the time you graduate. Another reason why having a college startup and being a college entrepreneur is extremely helpful and gives you that extra dimension is you get huge help from college professors. Think about you in, in uh, office hours. If you're not in college yet, office hours are just your professor will give you maybe two to three hours per day of when they're going to be sitting in the office waiting for students to come in and ask questions. Most don't. But if you take a marketing class or a business writing class and then you walk in there and you talk to them about your startup, number one, you're probably going to end up being their favorite student because you're not only in the business school just to learn, you're also practicing. So they're going to know that you're actually really serious about your studies and they're going to take a liking to you. And then chances are they're probably going to start helping you with your business instead of just worrying about whatever assignment you have to turn in. That was a huge key. Um, I, w- I would probably say that learning and practicing business while in college is a real business degree. You don't have a real business degree if you just, if you've never practiced business, I don't even think that's a proper degree. If you want the real business education, you have to be acting while learning. Um, it's really a proven way. It's really a proven way for me because I came out with a proper business degree with experience and a lot of knowledge. I read tons of business books outside of school. And when you just pair those two, it's just an unbeatable combination. So if you really want to set yourself up for success in the business world, you have to do this. There's just no way around it. And again, I don't even care if it's a successful startup, even if you're just doing anything, just because you're playing around with different tactics, with different moves. I really think that innovative way of thinking and learning really sets you apart. And I think that's all that needs to be said on that. Um, With regards to the extra dimension, you have all of these resources on campus, 
whether it be incubators, accelerators, specific programs for college entrepreneurs. You have conferences and events, which adds a lot of mentors, a lot of alum, and it lets you connect with students. And again, I've touched on this before. If you're an entrepreneur, you have access to incubators and accelerators and mentors that you would not be able to have access to if you don't have a startup. As soon as the university finds out that you have a startup or you get some piece of press written about you, whether it's the, the university newspaper, in my case, Daily Trojan, or really big media as well, if and when they see that, you're going to get an email saying, come in, you're going to have a meeting with the head, and then he's going to talk about your problems, what you need help with. He's going to connect you with people that can help you with those direct problems. If you don't have that, if you don't have a business, you don't even have access to these people that are willingly wanting to help you. Um, not, I mean, it's not, I, I feel like college is also a very low cost place to start up because you have free office space. I think that often goes overlooked because if you go into these accelerator incubators, they're going to have thousands of bottles of Red Bull for you, coffee machines, and 24 access to offices. If you need to work, if you need to grind, if you need to be somewhere where only entrepreneurs are allowed, they have that for you. They provide office space for you. You need to do interviews or meetings with co-founders, investors, mentors. You all do it there. You have free office space. I think that's really often overlooked because there are times when I knew, for example, the business school would close at 10 p.m., and then as soon as that closes, I just go into the accelerator program where I could be there until three in the morning, two in the morning, working on whatever I needed. And most of the time there wasn't anyone there. So it's a really, you really need to take advantage of these things that you don't have later. And then think about it. Those mentors, those people wanting to help you, as soon as you graduate, you don't have access to that anymore. You don't have access to that accelerator. You don't have access to that person that is going to connect you with everyone else. In addition to that, conferences, as I mentioned earlier, you have business conferences, entrepreneurship conferences, where they bring in founders and CEOs, and they just talk, they give keynotes, and then you have Q&As after. I had an experience, I went to an entrepreneurship um, conference with one of my friends who was also an entrepreneur. He actually saw it somewhere, and he was like, let's do it. We went to it, and the founder of Pandora was there. And that's when I realized that the more you know, the more you're in the game of business and entrepreneurship, the better questions you ask. If you're not in it, you're probably gonna ask stupid, really low level questions that you can Google, like how to start, how to come up with an idea. Really simple stuff that doesn't bring value. When you're in it, you have specific problems that you can't even figure out. You've read books on it, you've Googled it, you've tried things and you couldn't figure something out. So that's your question, a question that you can't get answered. And then when you do get in the room with these people that want to help you or founders of big companies, the questions you ask are much different and they bring much more value. And those founders are going to be like, this guy knows what the fuck he's talking about. All right. So I think that's a very important point. The questions that you ask are simply better when you're in it. Not just the classroom, but with actual people. Um, in doing a little bit of research, I saw 
if you type in why college is the best time to start, you're going to see that all of the biggest media outlets, Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Inc. Magazine, um, really almost all major media sources are saying that it is the best time to start. I pulled up a few, a couple from Forbes and a couple from Inc. I'm just going to dissect the ones that Forbes said. Forbes said, five reasons why college is the best time to start a business. And I'm just going to give you the headlines. Number one, what you don't know can help you. This is a point that I didn't think about, but it's actually very important. When you don't know the limitations of the rules that exist in most industries, you're most likely to take risks that others would not. When you go into a business idea with a fresh mind and kind of a naive mindset, you don't know what works and you're extremely creative. You're much more creative than the people that have been in it for 30 years that look at it a certain way and their experience shifts the way that they think. And because you're going in with a blank slate, I think you're much more innovative and creative with your approaches. The second point that they made is it's easy to get mentors. We've been really hitting on that, not just from LinkedIn. You can find alumni on LinkedIn, but also the alumni database, which most business schools have. It's easy to get free stuff is point number three for them. As I touched upon, you get free office space, whether it's libraries, classrooms, um, you get free resources. It's just you have clubs for marketing, investing, entrepreneurship. There's so much shit. You, you get free um, Adobe software at my school, Photoshop, Final Cut Pro, Word, PowerPoint, all these things you get for free. So they do help you a certain amount. Uh, it's easier to get customers. I don't really agree with that because they're just speaking that you have a whole bunch of college students you can market to, but I don't really think you're going to market to the actual students at your school or your friends. That was a, this is a cool story. My dad, as soon as I founded the company, he was like, just reach out to all your friends and sell to them. And I hated that idea because I thought that if they were my friends if they liked me enough, they, that's the reason that they would buy from me. And my whole challenge was I want to sell to people that don't know me. I thought that was real selling. And that's what I focused on from the beginning. I didn't focus on selling to family or friends or people that know me or even people at my school. I just wanted to figure out a way how to get big really quick. Um, and the fifth point that they make, if you fail, you can always graduate and get a job. So they're basically saying that there's little risk and high returns. The second Forbes article, um, the reason I'm only picking these two from Forbes is a lot of them are redundant. They say the same things over and over, but this one is three reasons why college is a great time to start up, pretty much the same. And they're basically saying you have the time, you have the resources, and there's a little to lose and a lot to gain. So dissecting that article, they put you're basically, you're only required to be in class for 15 hours per week, which leaves a lot of unobstructed time to manage and do a startup. So you have 15 hours actually in class as an entrepreneur, and then you have, I'd probably say another 15 in work outside. So that's 30 hours. That's not even a full-time job. You have plenty of time to do other things. Um, and then it kind of goes in with, even through your day-to-day, which might be busy with class and extracurricular activities, school gives you time to gain traction before you may start relying on your company to pay you. What they're saying there is 
you have time to gain traction so that once you have rent to pay, when you have to have office space, when you have to pay someone to do whatever it is you need help with, you have that time to gain that traction, to go, when you start a business, there's going to be a certain amount of time where you're not taking any money out. I didn't take any money out in exception to paying for school, which really pained me. But they, our school had an option where you could break it into monthly payments, which made it a little bit easier for operating expenses. But you really, I didn't take anything out for myself. I didn't save anything. I didn't take salaries. It was really just covering what I needed and then getting out. So you have time to really just get traction for your business. Um, another point that they made, unlike, unlike almost any other time in your life, you have an excuse to reach out to anyone. Why? because you're a student. Take advantage of professors, alums, and anyone else that can help you get your company off the ground. You'd be surprised at how many people are willing to provide guidance to student founders. We'll add also that college campuses are often filled with the best working spaces. That's true. If you've watched any of our vlogs from USC, you'll see all of the office spaces that we worked in are incredible. They have huge monitors, great conference rooms, just great working environment because they spend so much money trying to attract business students. Um, but another one of the points that they're making is you have an excuse to reach out to anyone and they're actually really excited to help you because these people are teaching a subject. They're passionate about the specific subject. And if you show that you're interested in it as well and you're working on it outside the classroom, that's really, really good. They're going to really like you and they're going to help you. Just because you go to that school, just because they're professors at that school and they want to see you succeed, it's such a hack to be a college entrepreneur. Not just to be the student's favorite student, not because you're the best student, but because you're practicing exactly what they're teaching. They're going to fucking love you for that. Um, so it, it is a hack. And if Forbes and Business Insider and Inc. and Entrepreneurship Magazine are saying that college is the best time to start a business... It's just proving my point. And I don't even care what they say. I'm telling you what I've experienced because this is a writer that probably didn't have a college startup in college. I'm speaking from my real story and all of the things that they're saying, all of these resources and that you do have time and all of these things are true. College is the best time to start up and I'm hoping that I'm hammering this point home and so that some of you take action and just grab your dream, put it in your hands and run with it instead of just contemplating it for four years until you might be put into a scenario where you're not going to chase it. Um, that sums up this specific topic of college entrepreneurship being the extra dimension to a college education for a business degree. One thing I do want to add, though, is all of these incubators and resources on campus are not just for business students. You can't get into it if you don't have a business. So if you're in engineering school or you're in communications or psychology and you do have the startup idea, you, you do have some sort of business, you still have access to that. So don't be too scared of majoring in something that you might think is safer or more challenging because you still have access to all those things if you just have a business. But if you don't, you don't have any access to any of that. In sum, that's my two cents on a proper business education, a proper business degree. That's how you go about it. Um, so this is part two. It's all about the benefits of college startups. That was point one, and we have a few more. 
tomorrow, I think we're going to hit university resources. We're going to hit all of the resources that your business school has for you so that you can succeed and do more. They're really valuable and you won't have access to them later. I'm going to get into the real stories of how these specific organizations and clubs and teams helped me. They did a lot in connecting me and we're just going to go into those personal stories. I want to thank you guys so much for watching and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Happy Monday. Happy hunting. Peace.